I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome everybody. Thursday edition, December 7th. Clay and Buck starts right now. And Clay, we both watched. Last night, as this debate uh, played out, we've got a lot for you on that one. We'll break it down for you in this hour. Uh, certainly worth looking at the various performances, but also how it sets up the candidates. Vivek, DeSantis, Haley, I mean, technically still Christie, but then the man who was not there, the man who was still way out in the lead, Donald Trump. What can we glean from this? And, and I will say, from a... From a pure political entertainment perspective, I would argue that this may have been the best debate. It also is a reminder that the moment you have eight people or ten people or any of that on stage, it just turns into people squawking at each other. It doesn't really uh, register. There's not enough time, not enough air to let people get into it and let the debates un- unfold. So that was really interesting. Also, some... Some videos being made by, uh, and statements being put out by those college presidents, Clay, including from Harvard and from University of Pennsylvania. It turns out that many of the alumni and, uh, many major donors, board members at some of these elite Ivy League institutions do not think that it is even vaguely okay for the president of Harvard or the president of UPenn to say that calling for the genocide of the Jews in campus demonstrations is a context-based issue that maybe is okay. Uh, we'll, we'll break down for you. The, the statement, particularly from the University of Pennsylvania president, uh, it was as though the PR coaches were all standing around her as she, she gave it. Um, we shall discuss that. Uh, also some updates from what's going on in 
in Israel uh, with the war against Hamas to dive into um, and and some other things as well. We definitely gonna want to hear from you, by the way, your your reactions to last night's debate, 800-282-2882. And maybe we could just to give a little context to some of those calls, Clay. I, I think we asked for biggest winners, biggest losers, right? Biggest winner of the night, biggest loser of the night. If you're going to call in, who do you think gained? Who do you think lost some uh, lost some momentum or maybe should, should drop out entirely. But it was as anticipated, right? We could go down the list. The candidates basically taking the roles on that stage that we had thought they would. Chris Christie is the anti-Trump. Vivek is the younger MAGA generation. DeSantis is the, uh, you know, tried and true conservative governor. Nikki Haley, the Donor class approved moderate, yada, yada, right? Like that, that is how it all shook out. But man, did it get spicy. Let's start with it, Clay. I thought, can I just play my, my, yeah, yeah, my yeah. craziest and you can, cause it got into, it got personal. It is clear that Nikki Haley and, and Vivek do not like each other. We've said that before. And, and Vivek, this is cut nine. I just want you all to hear this and Clay, that I want to hear your reactions to all this. Uh, this is Vivek going after Nikki Haley. Play it. She said that I have a woman problem. Nikki, I don't have a woman problem. You have a corruption problem. And I think that that's what people need to know. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will send your kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. This is the problem. Using identity politics more effectively than can I stop? Harris. Can I stop it right there? I just, cause it was, a, that was hard to catch for a lot of people, including me at home. I had to look at it afterwards. Clay, he said that Nikki Haley will send your kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. Strong, strong accusation. Uh, I, I, I thought that Chris Christie is officially done. Okay. Um, my, my, so biggest loser, let's start there. I thought it was Chris Christie. Um, I, I think he needs to drop out. I think he needs to drop out now and he can endorse. It felt like he was going to endorse Nikki Haley. Um, I thought Ron DeSantis was the biggest winner. Uh, because I think he had the less, least amount of blows landed on him. Uh, I, I would put Vivek in second place. I thought Nikki Haley had her worst debate so far, uh, in the, uh, in that context. I would put her in third place and I would put Chris Christie. As I said, I think Chris Christie needs to go ahead and, and drop out. I thought Vivek was going to be, and this has been the case the whole time. I think he's going to be the most polarizing. I think some of you out there are going to say, you absolutely love everything about what he did during the debate. I think some of you are going to say you hate him. You think he's a twerp. You think he's a pest and he drives you insane. I, I, I think he equally provokes both. I like Vivek. Uh, I thought maybe the strongest debate point was when he asked Nikki Haley to name the three different provinces that are being fought over in Ukraine. Uh, and Nikki Haley clearly froze, had no idea what the answer to that question was. That was a, Risky move by Vivek because she could have immediately responded with all three of them and said something like, and I think it's sexist that you just assume that I don't know. You know, she could have easily turned that into a counter punch that really landed on Vivek. Instead, she sort of froze like a deer in the headlights. And then Chris Christie came riding to her rescue and talked about how unfair it was that Vivek was uh, was attacking Nikki Haley. Uh, but I thought. DeSantis coming off of his performance against Newsom last week, which was, I thought, the best performance by DeSantis in any debate. I thought this was the best DeSantis has done since the debates began. And, uh, and I think 
there are many of you out there, to the extent you haven't made up your mind, that would say DeSantis seems like the alternative to Trump. I, I'm increasingly of the opinion that it's going to be what we thought at the beginning, DeSantis versus Trump in the end. Now, the question is, do the numbers add up regardless, right? And that's the thing we've been talking about from the get-go. Yeah, I think that DeSantis, um, however this election cycle shakes out, there are people, and they tend to be very, uh, very strongly Trump backing in their disposition who say DeSantis will never be able to run again after this or whatever. I don't think that's true. Um, I think that this cycle so far, Donald Trump has owned it and that may change, but that would require something pretty shocking at this point. Uh, that doesn't mean it can't change. It doesn't mean we, we haven't seen Iowa. We don't know. And, you know, I, I don't know how many times we can say this because I know as I say this, Clay, there are people writing out emails like, why are you saying it's, I'm not saying it's over. You're not saying it's over. We're just looking at the polls right now where things stand and if there were outlier polls, we would look at that, too, and say, hold on a second. All the polls say the same thing. All of them say exactly the same thing, more or less, you know, give you the same impression. So in that world, it would be strange. It would be malpractice for people who live their lives talking about politics to ignore that reality at this point. But point being, I think DeSantis, um, I think he's grown a lot during the cycle. Um, I think he's gotten better on the stage. I think he's been able to show people his his approach to all of this is results scoreboard he's the guy who stands there points at the scoreboard that he has as governor and which which i would argue as a floridian is the best governor scoreboard in the country and he says look what i've done i keep my promises i get it done now up to this point still a majority of the gop base has been saying that's great we appreciate that however they're still on they're still all in on trump right but that's yes. not to say that that what desantis is is saying, is pointing to, is talking about on that stage, um, doesn't resonate and wouldn't put him in a position, I think, for another election cycle. I know he wouldn't be governor then, but anyway, um, I think that's very possible. Nikki Haley, though. Nikki Haley has been, and it is, it is, I will say, a surprise to me, and we should get into some more of these. I mean, the back and forth with Vivek and Nikki Haley is, is some of the most, some of the most, uh, you know, uh, some of the biggest haymakers I've seen thrown on a debate stage in politics, um, period. And uh, I think that that was something we saw a lot. You know, Nikki Haley, though, has been gaining on DeSantis. Why? Like, what is how is Nikki Haley resonating? Because I will say she got this in last night on that stage where she said, uh, you know, I do better than these other candidates based on the polls in the. Swing states. I've seen that polling too. So have you. Is that what's going on, or is it just the donor class and the moderate Republicans are like, well, she's now our person. Maybe it was I, Ron, but now it's her. Well, I think if you look at it structurally, Ron DeSantis has run to the right of Donald Trump, which I think a lot of people haven't really because you get so fired up about oh. Who's my guy? Who's my gal? You're not paying attention to what's often said word by word. DeSantis, I mean, look at abortion, for instance, where he signed the six-week ban in Florida. DeSantis's campaign has been to the right of Trump's. And Trump has been, I think, somewhat moderate, uh, in his, in his, uh, campaign so far. But Nikki Haley has been more moderate than Trump. So I think the reason why Nikki Haley looks and sounds like someone who could win and a general is because she would. 
I mean, I, I, I think everybody up on that stage, with the exception of Chris Christie plus Donald Trump, if they were the nominee, would beat Joe Biden. I, I really 100% do. And, and I think and, Nikki know, Haley would slaughter him. And, you know, here is, to your point about Chris Christie and, and what is his role up there, now, I will say the only, the only time for me, I mean, the send your kids to die in a foreign war so she could have a bigger house, which he said to Nikki Haley, that's harsh, but fair. Like you, well, that, me, that's a policy point too. Uh, if Vivek is right that Nikki Haley was worth around a hundred thousand dollars when she left the UN and now he said she's worth eight million. If that's true, that does raise my eyebrows. I'm not going to lie. I mean, that is a big, massive wealth increase in the space of a couple of years. And and I don't know where Vivek got those dollar figures from, but I actually think that's a pretty good attack on Nikki Haley. You it, went right. from 100000 net worth to $8 million in two years? Uh, I wonder how that happened. That's tough to do. But the one place where I think maybe he, I was like, Vivek, come on, was where he told Chris Christie, to leave the race, go off stage and have a nice meal. That was that. That was there. There it was are a fat still, joke. It was a fat there, joke. There, he's making a fat joke. We all know what he's doing. There are lines. My, my eyebrows, my eyebrows went up. I know uh, that, that was I mean, the only, I was just like, come on. Like we, we can't call each other fat or ugly. Like there are some rules, but I know it was heat of the moment. It was heat of the moment. I get, it. I'm not saying it's a big deal, but we trust me. Everybody at home was like, whoa, but. <laughs> Here's my point though about Chris Christie. Um, and cause this was his big moment of the night, which I think landed like a lead balloon. Belly flopped like the heaviest guy in the pool. I'm not making oh, fat jokes. Oh, now you're I'm making just, fat jokes. No, I'm just saying. I'm just going for analogies here. Uh, here is, uh, Chris Christie. This is cut 12 where he's talking about how we really need to be talking about Trump who's not here. Play 12. We've had these three acting as if the race is between the four of us. The fifth guy who doesn't have the guts to show up and stand here, he's the one who, as you just put it, is way ahead in the polls. And yet I've got these three guys who are all seemingly to compete with, you know, Voldemort. He or shall not be named. They don't want to talk about it. The fact is that when you go and you say the truth about somebody who is a dictator, a bully, who has taken shots at everybody, whether they've given him great service or not over time, who dares to disagree with him, then I understand why these three are timid to say anything about it. Can I just say, he did a few of these last night, Clay, and you got the sense just from the audience as was, that was assembled there. Um, when you start to say that Trump is a dictator and Trump is basically Hitler and all this sort of stuff, you just sound like a Democrat. And I, and I feel like that's one thing. The Chris Christie approach of this is all about speaking the truth as he sees it about Trump, and that will change everything. GOP voters don't agree. So I don't know what he's doing there anymore. Yeah, and I'll actually, when we come back, Buck, I'll tell you what I thought was actually the worst moment for any candidate on the stage, and it was Chris Christie, and I think it basically ended his campaign. Um, and we'll talk about that and what, when or if he will decide to, to, to roll out. In the meantime, cyber thieves love this time of year. Number of online shoppers more than triples, which means opportunities to steal your credit card info does as well. That should matter to you because the last thing you want is your online identity stolen by a cyber hacker duping you with some phony Christmas gift offer. Your best protection, LifeLock's online identity theft protection. From the instant you become a member, their systems immediately start providing you coverage. LifeLock, like having an online security guard, protecting your valuable data from getting into the wrong hands. They look for evidence that your info is being used online for purchases you haven't made. When they find them, LifeLock's in touch with you immediately. 
If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it with you. They know the shortcuts and how to clear your good name. Good name. It's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now. Save 25% off your first year with promo code CLAY. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use promo code CLAY for 25% off. Don't miss a day of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Uh, I tease us we went to break. I thought Chris Christie had the worst debate performance of anyone on the stage. And and I didn't even really uh factor in what we knew would be his anti-Trump slant because 
whether you agree or disagree with him, I respect the fact that he is basically running an anti-Trump campaign. That has not resonated with voters. In fact, I think Megyn Kelly hit him with uh, the first question she asked was, you basically have no support among the Republican, you know, the favorable, unfavorable views. Basically, he's 50 points underwater. I mean, Chris Christie has zero chance to be uh, a nominee. And that's why I said, I think on the stage, Vivek Ramaswamy, I think Nikki Haley, and I think Ron DeSantis, as well as Donald Trump, I think all four of them would beat, uh, would beat Joe Biden. I like the opening series of questions, though, in yeah. that it was all just variations on, so why are you still here? Yes. Which basically. I think is fair. Yeah, I thought Megan did a good job. And I think, you know, as a moderator, if people aren't talking about you very much, oftentimes that means that you did a good job letting the candidates themselves talk. But Chris Christie on the transgender issue, to me, ended any sort of argument that he is a viable alternative. And again, I get that a lot of you don't like the attacks on Trump. At least that's a uh, argument that I can understand him basing his candidacy on. Saying that you're concerned that parents aren't going to have rights if uh, if you oppose kids under 18 having transgender surgery, and then Ron DeSantis fired back in what I thought was one of the strongest moments of anybody on the debate stage and said, you don't have the right to abuse your child. <laughs> And yeah. the fact that Chris Christie tried to argue that in some way parental rights would be restricted if kids under 18 get their genitals chopped off, I think it's an awful, awful argument for him. Are we, do we have that audio? Did you want to play it? I don't it think we, I don't think oh, we, we have that audio, audio. Okay. but I, I think everybody out there, I mean, he stumbled around trying to make the argument for so long that after about 30 or 45 seconds, I thought to myself, he's done. And I, I really, we had him on a couple of weeks ago, but I really do think he needs to go ahead and withdraw and make the decision to endorse whoever he's going to endorse. Yeah. And it sounded like it would be Nikki Haley based on the way he acted on the stage last night. Chris Christie also isn't as good as I remembered him from a long time ago at being the kind of New Jersey tough talking, no nonsense guy. He does a lot of almost weepy, stare into the camera, I feel your pain stuff. I don't think that's as good of a look for him. And the the parental parental rights for transgender surgery thing, um, that I, I do believe that one she can away from what she said about uh you know this this is not something the law should get involved in or whatever. Last night she was like, Oh no, that's not what I because she knows if you're for Minors getting surgery to change their gender, you have no future in the actual GOP. On MSNBC, you have a future, but with actual yeah. GOP voters. All right, we'll get into more of this, more of the highlights, the lowlights, all of it's coming up here in a second. AI is changing the world we live in. According to tech expert Colin Tedard, this is just the beginning of a new era that could make you wealthier than ever before. He's got his eye on one company in particular, a mega tech company. That is all in on AI. And this company spent over $200 billion on their AI project. Their CEO says AI will impact everything and could eventually be bigger than the Internet itself. Through Colin's knowledge, he's found a little-known supplier that's giving a key piece of technology to make this new AI project possible. Now, Colin's confident anyone who shares in this supplier today could see, or get shares, rather, in this supplier today could see massive gains. But you got to act before it's too late, before the word's out everywhere. Go check this out. Go to newaiproject.com. Newaiproject.com. 
Com. Paid for by Brownstone Research. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. When I wrote that book, but now I worry, I was warning about the woke industrial complex in this country as a warning. Apparently, she read it as a how-to manual, right. just like she okay. reads George Orwell's books <laughs> okay. right. as well. And so I think that that's actually far more dangerous than – this is really important for people to understand. We're marching towards fascism under Biden. Jack Smith has subpoenaed every last retweet that someone has issued from Donald Trump in the year 2020. The only person more fascist than the Biden regime now is Nikki Haley, who thinks the government should identify every one of those individuals with an ID. That is not freedom. That is fascism. And she should come nowhere near the levers of power, let alone the White House. I mean, we could just do a whole a whole hour here picking moments where Vivek was just going all in against uh, against Nikki Haley. There's um, look, it's it's interesting because. Put, putting the personalities aside for a second, I do think that there's a little bit of new MAGA Trump Republican Party squaring off against the Bush Cheney uh, Republican Party of 20 years ago, which a lot of people feel Haley in just answers, temperament, and financial supporters certainly uh, represents. So that was one of the more interesting uh, one of the more interesting takeaways. I, I didn't really feel like there was a lot of um, Clay, a, a lot of very differing or or um, memorable policy throwdowns, particularly on this stuff. It was more fighting about records, fighting about you know who's authentic. Uh, it, it was largely the the biggest swings that they took at each other last night were on um, were on a, on a somewhat personal level um, about who's who's the real deal, who's speaking out of both sides of their mouth, and uh, ultimately, I mean, I just think that. Chris Christie's not going to qualify for the next debate, and that's a good thing. You'll be down to three. You noted to me just now they've added a couple of debates to the schedule, right? So, yeah, CNN and that'll be before is, Iowa. Yeah, CNN's going to have one January 10th in Iowa, and then CNN is going to have another one January 21st in New Hampshire. Uh, and pre-Iowa, whether, pre-New Hampshire, yeah. Yeah, pre-Iowa, pre-New Hampshire. Question for you. Were you surprised Nikki Haley didn't know the areas of Ukraine? When, or do you think that was an unfair gotcha? Like you're the foreign policy guy. Like, were you surprised at that and that she just kind of sat there stone faced? Or do you think she was thinking, you know, sometimes you get a quiz and you're like, you think you know the yeah. answer, but you're like on the spot. I mean, what do you think happened there? Um, a couple of things. Uh, I was, it wasn't clear to me and I'm not some, I don't think anybody would accuse me of being some big like Nikki Haley booster. I'm, Trying to just call it like I see it with yeah. all the candidates. You know, we're not taking a side. You know, despite all the memes I'm seeing that are being chirped at me on Twitter saying Rush would endorse. I'm sitting here going, Rush never endorsed. And if you're sending me a meme saying that Rush would have endorsed Nikki Haley, like I'm definitely, not, definitely not going to be taking orders from, you know, neither will you. But I just think because people are telling us right now that Rush would have endorsed DeSantis or Rush would have endorsed Trump at this point. This has become a thing online, which is just they argue the back and forth all the time about this. Right. Well, yeah. no one, no one who was a, a, a true listener of Rush would think that because that's not what the facts actually show that he never endorsed anybody in a primary. But anyway, um, back to uh, the, the foreign policy question. Uh, on the foreign policy question, I wasn't, it wasn't clear to me that Nikki Haley didn't know the answer. 
I thought she just was sort of doing the, I'm not going to dignify this with a response. Because she did shout it out later. And then Vivek said that she didn't say the right provinces, but I mean, I, I couldn't really hear, but it sounded like she said a couple of them. Okay. Right I ones. didn't, I didn't hear it. I, to me, she yeah. looked a little bit like a deer in the headlights. And then, and then Chris Christie jumped in and went after Vivek. And so it kind of took away the, the, the pressure that would have otherwise been on her because Here, they we would have, have we gone have a quick to her clip naturally. on this one. This yeah. is Christie basically swooping in to try to save. Nikki Haley, there's kind of a Christy Haley alliance up there. Yes. Uh, this is cut 11. Play it. We're now 25 minutes into this debate, and he has insulted Nikki Haley's basic intelligence, not her positions, her basic intelligence. She doesn't know regions. She wouldn't be able to find something on a map that his three-year-old could find. This is a smart, accomplished woman. You should stop insulting her. Okay, so that's probably the best moment Chris Christie had. I also think, though... And again, I'm not a, uh, uh, I'm not an expert on gender, uh, in, in, you know, interactions necessarily. But when a guy comes in to try to save a girl, it's like the damsel in distress thing. Uh, Chris Christie, not that he necessarily looks like anybody's shining, uh, knight in armor there, but he comes loping in to take the pressure off of her, which to me, Made me think, oh, he's going to endorse her when he drops out. That, that, that was what kind of stood out to me. It's a little bit like the Royal Rumble sometimes. I know you're an old school WWF fan too. The alliances. Short term alliances, of course. Yeah. Oh, I emerges, the, the alliances that emerge sometimes in sort of that Royal Rumble fray for everybody. That's when everybody's just in the ring fighting against each other. Sometimes surprising, sometimes not. But that to me was a sign. That, um, that Chris Christie's gonna endorse Nikki Haley. Well, what you, what you see up there is Vivek despises Haley. Haley despises Vivek. Christie also doesn't like Vivek. And I think yes. that feeling is mutual. Christie and Haley team up together when they can on certain issues. DeSantis and Vivek, while not always on the same page, I do sense respect between the two of them. Like, I think Vivek knows DeSantis. If you call DeSantis stupid, everyone's going to think you're being stupid because yeah, right. that's silly. He's obviously a very high wattage, very smart guy. So I think there's a degree of respect between the two of them up there. And then DeSantis, because he takes a more, I think, a little bit of a, of a what he would consider a gentlemanly approach, doesn't trash Haley quite the same way, but I think he kind of agrees with Vivek. I think he thinks that with Vivek, I think he's in his head going, Vivek's got a point there. Yeah. Nikki Haley, unquestionably the most attacked on the stage. Now, Chris Christie tried to provide some cover and, uh, but Vivek went after her from the get go. DeSantis went after her some, but I thought it was, you know, uh, to your point, it was more measured in, in terms of the ways that he attacked her. It didn't feel as anywhere near as personal as what Vivek was saying. But she was unquestionably under fire the most of everybody on that stage, well, which well, suggests to me she had momentum coming in. There's going to be only room for one person to try to pick up the momentum once the votes start getting cast to be a real challenge to Donald Trump. Because let's be honest, right now, based on polls, and I'm about to play the DeSantis soundbite on the poll, so don't worry. We're not saying polls are, they don't determine anything. It ain't over until people start voting and people count the votes. Well, that matters a lot who counts them. Um, but I, I think Clay, this is really just about who gets to be, um, it's, it's like when you already know one person is in the championship, championship match 
And this is all just figuring out there's one slot for somebody that might be able to actually oppose Trump. They may get trounced by Trump, but there's only, to, to your point about the numbers on this, there's only going to be one person who even gets in the ring for a championship bout with Trump before this primary is over. DeSantis thinks it should be him. Haley has been surging a little bit recently relative to the field other than Trump. Here's DeSantis basically saying everyone needs to stop with these polls. And I think this subtext here is he thinks he's going to win Iowa. Play four. We have a great uh, idea in America that the voters actually make these decisions, not pundits or pollsters. Uh, I'm sick of hearing about these polls because I remember those polls in November of 2022. They said there was going to be a big red wave. It was going to be monumental. And that crashed and burned. The one place it didn't crash and burn was in the state of Florida. They weren't predicting to, uh, that I would win the way I did, and I won the greatest Republican victory in the history of the state of Florida. Scoreboard. Sure. Yep. He's calling it out. Uh, now, Buck, one thing as we get ready to uh, to go into this seg- next segment to think about, and we'll take some of your calls, by the way, as well, things that stood out to you, 800-282-2882. January 10th, CNN debate in Iowa. January 21st in New Hampshire. If I am assessing things, Chris Christie, I don't think he's going to make the next stage. Okay, so Chris Christie, I think, is going to have to decide to drop out uh, and or endorse someone. That would leave DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and Vivek. We'll see whether anybody else is surging. I would expect all three of those guys and gals will be on the stage January 10th. If only the second-place winner goes on to New Hampshire, right? Because I think there will be a winnowing. Would Trump return to the debate stage in a 1v1, mano a mano or mano a womano, if it's Nikki Haley, would he come back in the debate arena if it's down to 1v1? Should we answer this now or you want to answer when we let's, come back? Let's answer when we come back because I want, I'm thinking about it too. I'm not sure that I have my answer, but it's on CNN. So there's no Fox News connection to the extent that he's still angry about that. Should he? You know, for, I, I understand the argument. You guys can weigh in too. I understand the argument of I'm not going to get up on the stage and legitimize all these lesser weights candidates early in the primary season. But when it's 1v1, if it were DeSantis or Nikki Haley, let's say, that's left standing as the clear alternative to Trump, would he re-enter the arena and decide that he wants to be on the debate stage? Should he? Uh, maybe a lot of different, I bet there's a ton of different opinions. I'll tell you what I think, Buck. You can give us what you think too when we come back, uh, on that question. Few companies make more of a positive impact on you and your family than Legacy Box. You know, it is the holiday season. And I was talking about how many of you out there are already starting to struggle on what you're going to buy for your family for the holiday season. A lot of you out there have no idea. I'm going to be honest with you. I've been in that camp. I'm often in that camp. What in the world am I supposed to get? Who even should I be buying gifts for? Why not go ahead and surprise everybody and be your family's all-star by preserving the family's memories for generations to come, getting everything digitized through my friends at Legacy Box. Chattanooga-based company. You know, they got more VCRs. Remember when everybody had a VCR? You may remember the first time you got a VCR. You may remember what it was like to bring that home. Suddenly you're popping in the VHS tape, trying to figure out how to record something. Man, that was always a mess. On those old VHS tapes, you ended up recording the wrong thing. How about re-recording something over the old camcorder because you got a new show you want to be able to watch? Get your family's videotapes converted for just nine bucks and your photos professionally scanned for as low as seven cents each during the holiday offer from Legacy Box. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Clay. 
That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Super thoughtful gift for all you guys out there. Usually spend Christmas in the doghouse. You know who you are. You can thank me right now and get hooked up. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Clay. 60% off. It's the sale of the year. Preserve your family's memories forever at LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Want more Clay and Buck that you didn't hear on the show? Get podcast extras in the Clay and Buck podcast feed. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Okay, we're reacting to the fourth Republican primary debate. We'll break it down and discuss more of this at the top of the next hour. 
But as Buck said, CNN is announced that it's going to have a primary debate January 10th in Iowa. That is five days before the Monday, January 15th primary uh, that will take place in Iowa. I believe that is, off the top of my head, Wednesday. Did I do the math right there? Middle of the week, right before the Monday when the caucus in Iowa will occur. January 21st in New Hampshire, just a few days there before the New Hampshire primary as well. And my question for you, for me, for Buck, for everybody, is it seems quite clear Chris Christie is done. He's off the stage, okay? He's going to, I think, endorse Nikki Haley. Maybe he'll endorse Ron DeSantis, one or the other, he's told us. But we'll see. It sounded The tea leaves look like Nikki Haley the way he was behaving on the stage uh, yesterday. So we're going to have, on January 10th, I would guess, Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, although... Vivek is not polling that well that I have seen in Iowa. It could end up, Buck, just being Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. But at most, there would be three people. Whatever happens in Iowa, I would suggest to you that if you don't come in second or third in Iowa at a minimum, you should drop out. I would really argue if you don't come in second, you should drop out. So to me, Iowa is a test to see who's going to go head-to-head with Trump. But as you know, should for the benefit of the country doesn't really move the needle with some folks in politics. It's do they have the money? Do they like the attention? Is it good for the brand? And they'll continue on. Not throw, not casting aspersions on any one particular candidate, but I do think there are one or two who will stay in way beyond their expiration date in terms of being viable. I think by the end of New Hampshire, we will have only one candidate still remaining against Trump. I think that is where we are headed. So my question is, January 21st or January 10th, I I think Trump has been 100% right in refusing to debate early on. I think the math on the uh, polling has also reflected that he made the right choice. But as you get down to one or two or three other contenders... Does your calculus on Trump on the debate stage change? Would it make sense? You know, Trump loves going on, for instance, CNN back in the day. He did the town hall that basically got the uh, the former head of CNN fired, even though I thought it was a really enjoyable town hall. And also at the top of the next hour, we'll debate this. Is this the wrong move by the Republican Party to give CNN arguably the two most important debates of the Republican primary cycle? I I think that's a really interesting question. But for you, Buck, does it make sense if it's Trump, you know, 1v2, there's only three or four people now on the stage, does Trump owe it to Republican primary voters to get on the stage now that the winnowing has occurred and we're down to only a few? My answer is yes, and let me tell you why. Because I really do believe Joe Biden will use Trump not debating as the foremost evidence of why he's not going to debate Trump in the 2024 election. And if Trump wants to beat Biden, if he gets on the stage in the Republican primary, it allows him to kneecap the argument that, oh, he didn't debate either, and so now Biden can get away with it. So I think from a calculus perspective, that's why I would advise Trump now. I would have advised him prior when there's seven, eight, nine candidates. No, you get down to two or three, I would say yes. What about you? 
I think Trump, I would love to see him debate because it feels, it does feel like it's the JV team without him there. I don't, and that's not the yeah. fault of the people who aren't Trump, but, um, I think the only way you're going to see Trump on a debate stage, and I'm not even, con- I'm not even confident that this would change anything, but the only way is if, um, he lost Iowa and started to feel like there was pressure to show everybody why he should be the guy. But then he, that feels desperate to me if he loses something and then panics and ends up on the debate stage. Well, I'm just that. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think he does it, right? I mean, if he wins, Clay, he's definitely not doing it. Do you right? think, but, and let's, we'll come back at the top of the next hour. We'll continue this on some level. We'll also take some calls. We promised yes. the folks they will weigh in. Yes. Do you think, though, that hurts him in giving Biden a cover? for refusing to debate him in 24, if Trump never debates in the Republican primary, and Biden obviously isn't either, then Biden can say, well, Trump refused to debate. Why would I debate him? That's what I've been saying. He will say, and I believe he will do that. And I think if Trump does debate people in the primary, it makes that argument harder to make and get away with. That's that's what I think is the best benefit to it. All right, we'll take your calls. We promise we would. 800-282-2882. You can weigh in. Fourth Republican primary last night. What stood out to you? What did we miss? Also, good decision, bad decision to go to CNN. Should Trump in the final two or three get on the stage with those guys and gals? We'll talk about it. Thanks for listening. Play and buck. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.